0: I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the title of an Easter experience, the Easter experience. Margaret Sangster wrote that in the mid-1950s, her father, British minister W.E. Sangster, began to notice some uneasiness in his throat and a dragging leg of his leg. When he went to the doctor, he found that he had an uncurable disease that caused a progressive muscular disease in his body. His muscles could gradually waste away. His voice would fail. His throat would not will soon become unable to swallow. Sangster threw himself into his work in British home missions, figuring he could still write and he would have an even more time for prayer. Let me say let me stay in the struggle, Lord he pleaded. I don't mind if I no longer be able to be a general, but give me just a remnant to lead. He wrote articles and books and held organized prayers, cells throughout England. Gradually, Censor's leg became useless. His voice went completely, but he could still hold a pen, even though his hand was shaking. On Easter morning, just a few weeks before he died, He wrote a letter to his daughter. In it, it says, It is terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice to shout. He is risen. But would it be still more terrible to have a voice and not one to shout? My goal is to give you some reason to shout about the resurrection. You see, we as Christians, we have a reason to shout. We have a reason to celebrate. We have, we have a reason to dance. We have a reason to be excited because our Lord and Savior is alive and well this morning. We serve a, a, a living God, a living, our Lord Jesus Christ robbed that tomb, came out of that tomb. He only borrowed it for a few days. but said, I'm coming out. Listen, we have a reason to shout. And sometimes when we're able to shout, we, we choose not to shout. We we choose not to celebrate the goodness. What Easter really is all about. It is so easy to get sidetracked. It is so easy to get to forget what this day really means to all of us, especially Christian believers of faith. This day symbolized. This day lays the foundation down of everything we believe. Everything who we are as Christian believers. This is the day that separates everything. Is the Resurrection Sunday that we can shout. And celebrate His goodness this morning. I don't know about you, but as long as I have a voice, I'm gonna shout this morning. I've come to shout this morning His goodness, His mercy, and His grace for us. See, and the reason you can shout is because the Easter experience was not just for 2,000 years ago for those who witnessed at first hand, but for each of us here today as well. You might not have known this before today, but But the fact is that resurrection of Jesus Christ can change your life in the here, now, and for eternity. Your relationship with the living God. This is what this day is all about. To experience the change in your life. To experience a transformation that you maybe you have not got a hold of it yet. You know about Christ, you heard about Jesus, but you have not walked in relationship with him yet because you have not experienced the fullness of who Jesus is in your life or what he can do for you. If you can ask people, my Lord, I tell you what, my life used to be a mess before. My life was going in the wrong direction. My life was going to nowhere. But when I met the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, my life changed. He can do the same for you. He can change your life. Now let's read the resurrection story and then spend a few moments seeing how it can impact your life. The Bible says in Matthew 28, verse number one says, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the others Mary went to see the tomb, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guard trembled and became like a dead man. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, his disciples and behold jesus met them there greetings and they came up took hold of his feet and worshipped him then jesus said to them do not be afraid go and tell my brothers to go to galilee and there they will see me i want to speak to you on this topic because This particular scriptures lay the whole foundation down of our relationship with the living God. First of all, we need to understand is this, that I can count on God's promises. I can count on God's promises. Jesus has promised his disciples and others that he will raise from the dead. And on the first Easter morning, that promise was fulfilled. And John chapter 2 tells the story, Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then say, you have taken 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was not speaking about the temple. He was speaking about the temple of his body. And when, when therefore he was risen from the dead, the disciples remember that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus has spoken. In other words he was talking about himself. You can destroy this temple but on three days I will, ri- I will raise again. You see the Pharisees thought he was talking about the temple that took 46 years to build. No he was talking about himself. He is the greatest one of all. Jesus, Jesus promise was remembered by the, by the disciples. Not only was it remembered but it was also a force that empowered them and and reinforce their faith in God. In other words him being raised from the dead it reinforced their walk with God, reinforced what they have heard from the teaching of the master that listen what he have said have taken place. In other words I can count on God's promises and should it do the same for us today because it's Jesus promise about about the resurrection was true and all of his other promises are also true see that's what separates everything the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 for all the promises of God find their yes in him there's why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory in other words if God promised that, guess what you can take it to the bank because it's going to be a done deal. You know what? How many promises have, how many people have broken their promises to you? They promise you this, they promise you that, but they will never fulfill it. They, they make excuses for not fulfilling it. But when God says, I promise I will do this, my friend, you can take it to the bank. And what are those promises? What are those promises? Well, let me, let me just give you a quick, a list of several of, of for you. Number one, forgiveness, forgiveness of our sin. Our sins can be forgiven. That's a wonderful promise that our sins can be forgiven. Jesus as our constant companion. he's, He's by your side all the time. He's with you all the time. You can be by yourself and still be in the presence of the Lord. You can be all by yourself. There's nobody to call. There's no one to talk to. It can be in the middle of the night, but you start calling upon the name of Jesus. Guess what? You can feel his presence show up because it doesn't matter if you're all by yourself. As long as you have Jesus. Jesus is our constant companion. Security in knowing God will never forsake us. Ain't you glad that when people walk out on you, when people disappoint you and you feel all by yourself and you feel all alone and you feel like you're, you're all ab- abandoned. But it, it's so promising to know that our Lord Jesus Christ will never forsake you, that he's always by your side. He's always by you. And you know what? You know, he, he, sticks, he sticks closer than a brother. Ain't you glad that he is faithful to us? Not only that, but also eternal life with God. Wonderful promises, wonderful reassurance in our life that we can find with Him. Eternal life with God. Now, if Jesus had not been raised from the dead, none of these promises would mean much of anything. See, none of this would make a, it would amount to anything. But ain't you glad this morning as we're celebrating this, recognizing this day as the Resurrection Sunday, that all these promises that we have talking about, these promises that we have have read about, it just confirms the reality of who I serve this morning. That I'm so glad that I have given my heart to Jesus, that I have a relationship with a living God this morning, and my life has changed. Oh my goodness. See, but since he did, we can rejoice in the fact that he has changed and make all his promises come true. There has never been one promise that God has given to us that is not being completely and utterly fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And all the resurrection of Christ that, first Easter, think of me for a moment, think about it for a moment. That first Easter is proof that we can rely on God. That first Easter that changed everything. The first Easter over 2,000 years ago and still changing today. I believe that you can experience a resurrection this morning. Listen, I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what you've been through. But oh, I know that I can preach the gospel to you and the power of the Holy Spirit can come upon you and change you and turn your life around. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. But all it takes is to believe. Believe that he can do it in your life. Believe that he can change you this morning. Not only that, not only I can count on God's promises, but I can, I can enjoy life to its fullness. If you're not a Christian today, you, you most likely have been led to believe that Christianity is, is a dull, boring experience with little, if any, joy. They tend to believe that Christians are the most boring people on the planet. You, you hang not around with me long enough to you know that. I tell you why, because when the Lord saved my heart, when the Lord came into my life, my life was changed. I, and that's the reason I can shout this morning. That is the reason I can celebrate this morning. My friend, because Jesus lives in my heart. But you know what? But nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, when we have the ability to live life to its fullness, because we don't have to worry about things like guilt, sin, or eternal destiny, we have the freedom. To live lives of enjoyment because we have faith in the resurrection of the Lord. Listen, that's why it changes everything. You can have money in the bank and you can have the nice cars. But if you don't have Jesus, you don't have nothing. You can gain the whole world and still lose your own soul. Because money and stuff doesn't bring happiness. What brings fulfillment is having a relationship in your heart. Your heart can only be fulfilled with God. That's why a lot of people lose it. You see millionaires and billionaires losing everything, losing their lives, taking their lives because they find no hope. You can only find hope in Jesus. The Bible tells us in Matthew 28 verse 8, So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Now, they were afraid. Because they have just been spoken by an angel and they were all afraid because of the message they were given. It is kind of frightening thing to think of a person resurrected from the dead. But at the same time, it is, it is an experience of joy, unmanageable, when, when you know that this, that this one that you love, were, now they're alive. They were gone, but now they're alive. My dad had passed away for quite a few years now. But I cannot imagine if if we have been like a couple days after my dad had passed away, showing up in my house in the front door, knocking the front door. I would have freaked out. You too. I would have freaked out and I would have been in fear. By the same time, I would have found joy. How, how, is, this, how is this possible? See, that's the same thing that those ladies experienced in first Easter. Think about it. I, I, I will have experience with these ladies, experience the first Easter. In other words, I would ex- experience both fear and joy at the same time. But isn't that part of the enjoyment of life that we have in Christ? To know that we are in a personal relationship with a resurrected Lord the creator of the universe my friend we're not talking about just anything we're talking about the God who established the earth the one who created in the in the the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was God the world was empty and formless but God created it put it back together he created everything that we that we have today that that we can see that's why the bible says in john chapter 10 verse 10 in the in the message it says i came so they can have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dream of think about if your life, if you think your life is good it'll be much better with jesus If you think you got it all together, it'll be much better walking with the Lord. I tell you what, it changes everything when you have a a relationship with the living God. And that's why he is offering us today a, a life better than you have ever dreamed of. If you haven't already taken Jesus up on his offer of salvation, now is the time. Because you see, when you're completely sure of your future, the problems of this present day don't seem quite so hard. Since I know that because whatever may come my way, I always have Christ and he will always have me. Listen, having Jesus in my life, walking with the Lord, that exempt me from having problems, does it exempt me from feel facing problems and struggles and sickness in my life no I'm still going to face those problems I'm still going to face sickness in my body I'm still going to face trials and tribulations in my life but the difference is that I have Jesus walking with me the difference is that I would rather walk with the Lord through the fire than walk through the fire without him See, since we know that, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 1 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now, now, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is unexplainable and filled with glory. I think we could all rightfully say that Christ. And the Easter experience, even the worst of times are still the best of times with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the last thing I want to talk to you about this is this, I can know my ultimate purpose. I can know my ultimate purpose. Listen, I don't know where you stand with the Lord. I don't know where you... If you have been walking with the Lord for 20 years, or maybe you just got saved. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're watching online and you have not experienced Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But you know what? I can know my ultimate purpose. Each one of you here this morning have a purpose. Each one one of you this morning, there's a purpose while you exist. There's a purpose for your life. There's a story told of a young lady, and it says this. When a 26-year-old Ashley Smith began reading The Purpose Driven Life, she had no idea how Rick Warren's book would factor into the capture of a criminal wanted for multiple murders. Early on Saturday, March the 12th, 2005, when the single mother returned to her Atlanta apartment from a nearby convenience store she was ambushed by Brian Nichols. Nichols was the f- focus of the biggest manhunt in Georgia history wanted for the murders of four individuals in a killing spree that began the day before. In the hours that followed Ashley engaged the criminal in, in conversations. She told him or her husband have died four years earlier, and if anything happens to her, her five-year-old daughter would have no daddy or a mommy. Nicholas untied her. She proceeded to pull out her Bible in, in a copy of The Purpose Driven Life. Nicholas agreed to her request to read to him. Opening Warren's book to where she left off, she began to read the first paragraph, day 33, or the 44 days of purpose. The passage deals with the gift and talents God has given each person to fulfill a unique life purpose. Ashley looked into his face and told that he needed hope for his life. Nicholas responded, look at me, look look at my eyes, I'm already dead she to continue you're not dead you're standing right in front of me if you want to die you can it is your choice ashley said you are here for a reason you're here in my apartment for some for some reason attempting to get him to turn himself in she said you you need to be caught for this you need to go to prison you need to share the word of God with them with all the prisoners there after hearing Ashley read from the Warren's book and observing her faith in God and genuine interest in his life Nicholas was willing to completely turn himself in Nicholas and Ashley he believed that that she was an angel sent from God because he was lost, and that God had led him to the to write to her. When he allowed Ashley to leave the apartment, she brave, she brave woman called called nine one one. Listen, man, we all have a purpose in life. Maybe not to that extent, but we have a purpose. After the women encounter the angels the first Easter morning, they have an even more remarkable encounter with Jesus himself. The Bible says in Matthew 9 verse 10, we read that earlier, says, And behold, Jesus met them there, greetings, and they went up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. What well, well, we could say, God has called each of us to fulfill individual roles. The purpose in life that is true for all of us is, to find, is found here. We are to live our life and worship Him. That's what we're created for. To, to live our life and worship Him and, and to go tell others about Christ. There are so many different ways to do those things that we don't have time to go over. But it's important to remember this. Jesus told them in the first Easter morning and said, "Listen, go tell them what you've seen." You know while, in closing is this, as W. E. Sanger said, "It is terrible. It is terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice to shout he is risen but it will be still more terrible to have a voice and not want to shout listen we have a reason to shout this morning we have a reason to celebrate this morning we have a reason to dance this morning listen it is the resurrection of the lord jesus christ this morning and one day listen one day one day our bodies when this world passed away and our life is taken and it's gone. One day we're going to be resurrected from that tomb. Come on, somebody. You know what? And having a relationship with Jesus Christ makes all the difference in the world. He's walking with the Lord. Why don't you bow your heads for a moment? I hope that you have given reason to shout this morning. Hope that you have given a reason to celebrate this morning that maybe you here this morning if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior maybe you have come this morning you were invited by a friend invited by family members and you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with a living God and you want to say Pastor Carlos I want to give my heart to Jesus this morning I want to experience hope this morning I want to experience the resurrection in my life this morning I need to experience the, that unspeakable joy in my heart and if that's you on a count of three if, if every head bow every eye closed, if you hear in a count of three lift your hand i'm not going to embarrass you i'm not going to call you out i just want to know how to pray for you if that's you on a count of three wherever you're at one two three lift up the hand up lift up the hand up i see that hand i see that hand you can put it down anybody else i see that hand anybody else anybody else anybody else quickly quickly You need the Lord this morning. You need to experience resurrection in your heart, in your life. Hallelujah. Well, let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the hands that were lifted up this morning. Lord, they're experiencing the greatest resurrection this morning of their spirit that have separated us from you, Lord. But this morning, as they open their heart to you, God, you receive them. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning. We thank you for that. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to repeat after me. Just Everybody just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. In Jesus' name, amen. And man, If you pray that in a few minutes, man, you have a relationship with the living God. You have a relationship with the living God this morning. And there's no better place to be than having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, next Sunday, I want to encourage you next Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching. Next Sunday, Jesus is better. Jesus is better. And now that you have experienced the resurrection, and I tell you what, it only gets better from here. If you, you have experienced the resurrection, or ne- we're going to get loose next Sunday morning. So you better be here. And I tell you what, we're going to experience Jesus is better than anything else. It better, better than dope. Come on, somebody. Better than alcohol. Better than, than doing whatever in the world has to offer. Jesus is better. You want to get high, get high with the Lord. Amen. Come on, I'm about to preach this morning. I got to save you for next week. I got to save you for next week. We're going to experience the resurrection this Sunday, this today. What the Lord have done for you. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of hand one more time. God bless you.